0: What makes a good sermon? What distinguishes a good sermon from a, a poor sermon? Well, there are many ingredients to a good sermon, and one of the most important is the preacher's earnestness. Earnestness is such a matter of importance that Spurgeon, in his book, Lectures to My Students, devotes an entire chapter on this issue of the preacher's earnestness that chapter that he writes is titled earnestness it's marring and maintenance and he shows us the importance of ministerial zeal or earnestness with these words if i were asked what in a christian minister is the most essential quality for securing success in winning souls for christ i should reply earnestness personal observation drives me to the conclusion that As a rule, real success is proportionate to the preacher's earnestness. In many instances, ministerial success is traceable almost entirely to an intense zeal, a consuming passion for souls, and an eager enthusiasm in the cause of God. And we believe that in every case, other things being equal, men prosper in the divine service in proportion as their hearts are blazing with holy love. And it's important to see the connection that Spurgeon makes to earnestness and our hearts being, as he puts it, blazing with holy love. Because a preacher's holiness is paramount to the success of his ministry. And he's not discounting the need for those things, but rather showing that if we uh, do have a heart that is blazing with holy love, one of the manifestations of that is earnestness in the pulpit. And it's important that we keep guard on our earnestness, that we preach with sincerity and zeal. And if we are lacking that in the pulpit, it's an indication that perhaps something is spiritually wrong with the preacher. Regarding earnestness, it must characterize our preaching. And by preaching, understand not necessarily the content of the sermon, but the delivery of the sermon. Spurgeon says, Brethren, you and I must, as preachers, be always earnest in reference to our pulpit work. Here we must labor to attain the very highest degree of excellence. Often have I said to my brethren that the pulpit is the Thermopylae of Christendom. There the fight will be lost or won. To us ministers, the maintenance of our power in the pulpit should be our great concern. We must occupy that spiritual watchtower with our hearts and minds awake and in full vigor. It will not avail us to be laborious pastors if we are not earnest preachers. We shall be forgiven a great many sins in the matter of pastoral visitation if the people's souls are really fed on the Sabbath day. But fed they must be, and nothing else will make up for it. He goes on to warn us about cold-hearted preaching saying, To go into the pulpit with the listless air of those gentlemen who loll about and lean upon the cushion as if they had at last reached a quiet resting place is, I think, most censorable. To rise before the people, to deal out common places which have cost you nothing, as if anything would do for a sermon, is not merely derogatory to the dignity of our office, but is offensive in the sight of God. Not only is pulpit zeal needed for the church, but this earnestness in the preacher is also beneficial to the unbeliever who may be attending church and listening to the preaching. Spurgeon explained, The world also will suffer as well as the church if we are not fervent. We cannot expect a gospel devoid of earnestness to have any mighty effect upon the unconverted around us. He then points us to George Whitfield as an example, saying, Hear how Whitfield preached and never dare to be lethargic again. Winter says of him that sometimes he exceedingly wept and was frequently so overcome that for a few seconds you would suspect he never would recover. I hardly ever knew him go through a sermon without weeping, more or less. His voice was often interrupted by his affections, and I have heard him say in the pulpit, you blame me for weeping, but how can I help it? When you will not weep for yourselves, although your own immortal souls are on the verge of destruction. And for aught I know, you are here in your last sermon and may never more have an opportunity to have Christ offered to you. But we must remember that this zeal in the pulpit must come from the preacher's heart. It must be a sincere earnestness. Spurgeon is careful to steer us away from acting zealous instead of being zealous. He cautions, "...earnestness in the pulpit must be real. It is not to be mimicked. We have seen it counterfeited, but every person with a grain of sense could detect the imposition. To stamp the foot, to smite the desk, to perspire, to shout, to bawl, to quote the pathetic portions of other people's sermons." or to pour out voluntary tears from a watery eye, will never make up for true agony of soul and real tenderness of spirit. The best piece of acting is but acting. Those who only look at appearances may be pleased by it, but lovers of reality will be disgusted. What presumption, what hypocrisy it is by skillful management of the voice to mimic the passion which is the genuine work of the Holy Ghost. Let mere actors beware, lest they be found sinning against the Holy Spirit by their theatrical performances. We must be earnest in the pulpit because we are earnest everywhere. We must blaze in our discourses because we are continually on fire. To sham earnestness is one of the most contemptible of dodges for courting popularity. Let us abhor the very thought. Go and be listless in the pulpit if you are so in your heart. Be slow in speech, drawling in tone, and monotonous in voice. If so, you can best express your soul. Even that would be infinitely better than to make your ministry a masquerade and yourself an actor. Earnest preaching, then, is a condition of the heart and not a performance on the stage. And if it isn't a condition of the heart, the preacher should not attempt to mimic it in his preaching. That would be, of all things, counterproductive and maybe even we could put it as hypocritical preaching. I close this part of the series, this first part of the series, with this quote from Spurgeon. He says, Our ministry must be emphatic or it will never affect these thoughtless times. And so to this end, our hearts must be habitually fervent and our whole nature must be fired with an all-consuming passion for the glory of God and the good of men. And to that I say, Amen. In the next video, I'll discuss uh, how Spurgeon describes the uh, maintaining of this earnestness and uh, how it can be lost and what we can do to keep it And perhaps you're wondering if you have that earnestness in your preaching, then tune in for the next couple of videos and perhaps the Lord will open your eyes to that and help you in it. The Lord bless you and I hope everyone preaches earnestly this next Sunday. God bless. Bye-bye.